good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We have been reading in the Gospel of John, and we finished reading chapter 19 in our last session. And this was uh, Jesus was crucified and buried. And because of the Jewish day of preparation, um, they put Jesus in a, uh, a tomb nearby. Um, let's see. Matter of fact, I'll read the last couple of verses here. After these things, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Now that was the end of chapter 19. And they had laid Jesus in the tomb. Now they had, um, they had bound his body in linen cloths and done the spices, which is what they normally do for their burials. So we're ready. Pardon me. <clears throat> so we're ready to read chapter 20. And this is again the Gospel of John, and this is chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. So this was obviously John, who, who wrote the Gospel of John and who wrote uh, the Epistles of John. And I believe that is the same John that also wrote Revelation. So um, he, that was him and Peter, who went to the tomb. And it sounds like he outran Peter and got there first, but he didn't really go in first. And they say that they, well, no, John says, let's see, then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. Well, now he believed, and, it sa and he also says, for as yet they did not understand, and yet we know that Jesus had told them what was going to occur, but for some reason, I guess they just, 
maybe they couldn't quite fully accept it. You know, as I've, as I've said a lot in reading these Gospels, you know, Jesus was their friend. He was a real, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a real person to us, but not in the way he was to them. He was their friend. He was someone there. They actually, you know, they actually touched him, ate with him, you know, uh, walked everywhere with him, you know. So for them, their experience was different. And, and it, you know, it sounds like that even though he had told them a lot of things, maybe they didn't fully believe or fully comprehend what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. So it's just something to note. It's not, you know, it's not a big deal, but this was the final proof or straw that they needed to uh, to help them really believe. And when I say this, I mean these, these events that we're reading about in this chapter. Alright, so we're going to continue in verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. Now this was after they had left. It's like she had come back to the tomb, or maybe she just stayed there after they left. Um, nonetheless, I think she had come back, or, you know, anyway, it doesn't really matter what I think. Either way, she, she was at the tomb, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. I don't understand why she would have thought he was the gardener. It's kind of odd. It makes me question what is going on that she thought he was the gardener. But but who knows? I mean, I don't know what all their customs were. And I don't know how he was appearing to them or to her at this time. Jesus, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, or maybe it's Rabbani, I'm not really sure of that pronunciation. I, I have Latin in school, and sometimes I try to run everything through that filter. Anyway, so she said Rabbani, or Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So maybe her first thought when she realized it was him was to grab him or hug him or, you know, something, you know, not anything bad, but just, you know, out of joy you see, you know, you see your, your friend or family member alive. Um, so, you know, maybe that's why he was like, you know, oh, don't, don't cling to me or grab a hold of me, you know. Anyway, so he's telling her to go tell his brothers, the disciples, what's going on. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the to her. Okay, so on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. 
Then the disciples were glad that they glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. That's pretty strong right there, but it's it's worth mentioning, and I'm just noticing this, and I've probably, you know, I it doesn't matter how many times I read, I always notice something different. But I uh, noticed that he breathed on them, much like, I believe in the Genesis account, God breathed life into Adam, you know, into us, in that sense. So this was spiritual life that Jesus was breathing into them, the Holy Spirit. Alright, verse 24. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So I want to back up here just a minute to Thomas, because this is, uh, this is an often quoted and, and taught upon thing that, you know, Thomas was, you know, we, we say doubting Thomas, and he was skeptical. He was, and I'm not saying, I mean, really, we should be skeptical. Unfortunately, people are fooled and uh, drug into cults and, and, and awful false religions and false teachings because they're not skeptical enough. However, you know, Thomas, being one of the apostles, one of the twelve, um, you know, having heard everything that everyone else had heard, and then having his friends tell him that, hey, we've seen the Lord, he's back. He was still that skeptical. So maybe he was overboard skeptical in this instance. That's all I was getting at, you know. But to some degree, some healthy skepticism is good because we don't want to be drawn off into false teachings just because somebody says they saw an angel or they had a dream or whatever. You can't let that draw you away from the teachings of God in the Bible. So... And I don't want to get off on a crazy tangent, but, you know, that's just a fact. So so we give Thomas a hard time, and in this instance, yeah, he was overboard being skeptical. Um, but, to be fair, I, I know I can be skeptical of things at times. And to be fair, um, it's good to have a healthy amount of skepticism, you know, 
to say, okay, well, let's look at this logically and, and truthfully and, and honestly. Now, for us, we, we believe in, in faith, uh, and we believe that these events occurred because um, we have faith in those that have handed down the accounts of these events, and we have faith in God, who this is, this is his word, and this is um, his uh, manual and covenant with us for us, so... But nonetheless, I just wanted to note that uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of teachings on that. I don't think we should be too hard on somebody who's skeptical. I can understand why they're skeptical. Um, we just need to try to show them what we can and talk to them and be as reasonable with them as we can. Not try not to get too frustrated with them. So, okay. So, now, there is still, even though that sounded like the end of the book, there is still one more chapter. John ends this chapter, chapter 20, by saying, But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That sounds like the end of the book. He does end the book in almost a similar vein, but there's still one more chapter. So, that is the end of chapter 20 in the Gospel of John. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, remember, God loves you.